Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady for New podcast. With me, as always, is the sparkling, the stunning, the... I don't know what the word is for that. Unicorn. <laughs> Unicorn. Unicorn. The fluffy. The fluffy. <laughs> Therese Tucker. Hey, everyone. Oh, gosh. So... So the thing is, when Rach types up these uh, titles for our podcast, I actually don't get to see what she's written. So all I know is that the word ominous might appear. <laughs> ominous foreboding. Yeah, ominous and fear and threat and foreboding. All the, the, da, da. all the scaries. All the scaries. But I said it's okay because, don't worry, we're about to slide into some really awesome personal power and we're going to tell them how to make the most of this time. Right. Just so you know what we're talking about. This is so funny because I I posted a picture on our Instagram this morning talking about our podcast today, and it was a picture of all these different sorts of bras, and now that picture and our topic are like, (laughs) (laughs) what does it mean? (laughs) What is the the encrypted meaning? What the hell? So, yeah. Boobs come in all shapes and sizes, and they're perfect. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's your personal power. Take it back. <laughs> bra or no bra, it's up to you. We don't mind. Go for it. All right. Well, I guess to kick it off, uh, do you want do you want to tell me about how you're feeling? Like, tell us about how you're feeling oh, right now today. <laughs> if I'm honest, I just want to go and lay down a cocoon for the rest of the day with my my packet of chippies and my bottle of water. And be done with it. Just wake me up tomorrow. That's how I feel about today. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, you know, it, it, emotionally, there's this underlying, like almost feeling tired of things. It's, but I know that it's nothing wrong. Like this is what we we're talking about earlier. There's nothing wrong. Everything's actually working out really well. Um, but the emotional content of today is just, um, yeah, I, I can't give you a word. I don't know the word. It's just like, oh. I'll give you my word. So my word is definitely uh, foreboding. I woke up, I, well, let me go back. Even before I woke up in my dreams, um, I was having a dream where it wasn't like a nightmare. You know, nightmares some feel to me like very specific, like, oh, hell, this is a nightmare. <laughs> Get me out. It was more like things were happening and then they started to go off but they didn't go off in a like, ha fairies and butterflies kind of way. It was more like off in a, ooh, you know, like the world feels slightly dark and foreboding. So that's just what it, that's my word for today, foreboding. And when I woke up, I couldn't shake it. It was one of those feelings where I'm like, wow, I know I'm safe. I know everything is fine. I know uh, I'm up to date with everything. So it's not like I've been at you know, consciously avoiding anything. So if, if there is avoidance, it's definitely something I haven't detected consciously. Um, so, but in yet I was like, what's wrong? Like what's going to happen? Who's behind me? Right. Kind of feeling. Um, and so I had to do a little digging research. So I went into meditation, tried to figure it out there. Nothing came up. Um, you know, kind of did the life scan. Like, is there something I'm not looking at? Am I avoiding? Because you got to look, right? You got to, I love to go right to the um, woo woo, but that's not always the answer. Sometimes the answer's right in your face and you just need to be real with yourself, right? So I like to 
to approach these feelings with a sense of, okay, let's be real. Let's look at life. Is there anything that you need to take care of that you're not? Uh, and if I get it all clear on that, then I know, okay, there's something else going on here, right? This is past me. This is something bigger. So I went and I looked in energy. And of course, in astrology, there's a shit ton going on, guys. So I want to tell you, who's feeling this intense feeling, that if you're feeling uh, overwhelmed, if you're feeling afraid, if you feel really off, like something is just not right, or um, maybe you're doubting yourself and you're having all, all these like sudden like existential crises where you're like, am I making all the wrong life choices? Am I not the person I thought I was? These are the things that are coming up right now. It just means you're incredibly sensitive to energy. So, you know, well done you. you. <laughs> My daughter will be I happy to know like that. Cookie you wanted. I ended up on a, a beautiful long phone call <laughs> with my, my oldest daughter, which was a beautiful conversation. But the, the conversation was around this whole feeling of, I don't know who I am. You know, she was having this you know, existential crisis around, I just don't know who I am. So we went through a beautiful long conversation around that. So interesting that, you know, as Teresa's bringing this up, not only is she feeling it, I'm feeling it, but we can see our clients, our you know, friends and family are also going through the same kind of energetic. Yeah, yeah I'm seeing the, the comments here on Facebook right now. There, people are saying it's been a trip, that they've been feeling off. They're not mm -hmm. sure what's happening in energy. Um, you might even have some stuff coming up for review. That's been happening to me so much this year it's like i get these mini life reviews where i get to i get i'm like i'm reviewing past versions of myself and it's intended it's like spontaneous review and it's causing me to feel that existential am i not who i think i am you know am i not the person that i i want to be i mean the, so all of these feelings are coming up mm -hmm. and, and the good news is this so here's what's going on in the cosmos Saturn, the planet Saturn, has been in retrograde for a while. Most of this year, it's been in a retrograde, and it's now starting to move direct. And today, it actually, it's stationing. And to give you a metaphor of what stationing is like, it's like a roller coaster, right? So we're, you know, we're going tick, tick, tick up the roller coaster. Right at the top, the cart stops <laughs> right before it's about to go down the big hill. Where it stops and hangs out for a second, that would be stationing. Now when you're on a roller coaster, you feel these very intense emotions at this moment. It's designed that way. So you're, you, you're going to feel doubt, insecure. You're going to really question your life choices. <laughs> do I really want to do this? <laughs> Whose idea was this? I blame you. You're going to ask yourself if you're insane. What if the thing falls apart? I'm going to die, right? All these things come up um, right before you launch forward. So I want you to think about Saturn like that, like a roller coaster. It's about to launch forward tomorrow. We're at this point though. It's like everything stops. You know, it's all this possible forward momentum in your life. And Saturn is about power, power and responsibility, and the karmic implications of those two. Right? That that's heavy energy. So it's no surprise that you feel it. Um, but what comes up is fear. Fear is there to meet you. At this point and so at you know fear is going to come up for uh, for you in different ways like so let's talk about you know for her it was this feeling of who am I you know, mm. I don't know who I am that's a fear that's coming up to meet her what are some other let's give people and people on 
Facebook watching this, type in what you're feeling. But what are some ways fears can show up for us? So fear it's all going to fall apart. It's all going to fall apart. Am I doing the right thing? Like, and particularly, there's been a, quite a few people I know who've made some major uh, decisions, so big changes. Have I made the right decision? Is this all going to work? Um, what else? Can I do this? That's another fear that comes up for me. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, am I making the right choices? Mm. <laughs> am I making the right choices in my life? Um, what are some other fears that can come up around power and personal responsibility? Do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> do I even know what I'm doing? <laughs> do I even know where I'm going? This is part mm -hmm. one and part two. Um, around personal power. I guess there's that fear of, you know, will I be able to step up when I need to? You know, fear of knowing, like, I know we make a lot of these decisions, like, you know, doing some speaking or doing that. And it seems really good from this point where you're not standing on the stage type thing. And then it's like, you get closer to it, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Can I really do right. that? Are we sure? That's a really good point. So when we're in the idea or idealization phase of whatever, of our of the choices we're about to make it feels really safe and good and happy yes. like we're so you know idealization connects us to the desired outcome it, it it propels us forward into making a decision then as we are hurtling through space towards that decision that's when the oh fuck comes up where it's like oh, this doesn't look like what i thought it would this is a lot more work i don't know you know that i don't know the steps i needed to take sometimes happens as you're trying to take the steps you recognize i didn't know that step existed in there right that there's some there's information or pieces um, that are coming to surface and that to ultimately help you move forward but because you were unaware that they even existed that can cause you to go into a tailspin about whether you can actually pull it off right yeah, the, the, the life you think you want. So the parallel to that, which is also often playing out, is am I good enough? Am I good enough to do this? Am I good enough to... to do I deserve it? Do I deserve it? These are all the different things. You know, am I worthy? Am I deserving? Am I good enough? Am I enough? Right. All the fears. All the fears. All the fears are coming up right now. And, you know... Um, in, I think, what's his name, Steve, Stephen Pressfield's book, uh, The War of Art. Yep. He talks, I love that book, by the way, if you, don't, if you haven't read it, it's so good to have, it's, I almost love to have it to like randomly open because it's kind of built that way where it's got these little like vignette type chapters where you could just kind of absorb small amounts of information. But he talks about resistance. And when we are moving towards what we want, what comes up to meet us is resistance or fear, right? Re resistance as fear, fear as resistance, mm. however you want to look at it. Um, so right as you come up to the big battle, right, the big moment there, um, you will meet your biggest fears. Mm. And they are coming forward not to fight you. See, now that's something he kind of talks about it like a battle, a war, something you have to that's you know fighting for its life and it does feel like that but after doing a lot of deep work around fear and trying to investigate the nature of fear i see it more like it's actually coming up to be of service for you and here's how so when you're about to launch into something bigger than you've ever done before and these fears come up to meet you 
I see them as actually giving you an opportunity to face them directly, right? Instead of having to like go, go like dig around in your subconscious and go, what am I afraid of? It's like, hi, you're afraid of me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> exactly. Right here. Hi, let's talk. Um, and honestly, it, it's giving us a chance to look at it directly and start to, you know, disseminate, dissolve it, face it, transform it. Uh, it's a real opportunity. Um, and I kind of feel like it's a gift in a way. It's very, very twisted feeling, but it's a, a gift <laughs> to meet this now. Why, why would you think? I mean, I'm going to hand it to Rach, see if she can break that down for you. But why would it be a gift to get fear right before you go into your biggest expression because it shows a better version of yourself it shows a couple of things like you wouldn't fear something if you didn't care about it so much so it's really showing you what's really connected to your heart and soul um and as teresa said in the the past a few times it's also very much connected to your purpose because again if if you're if, if it wasn't something that was so important to you it wouldn't matter you wouldn't be so afraid of it. You wouldn't be so afraid of, of not getting it, not doing it. No. So it shows us a lot more about right. what we are truly wanting, desiring, and connected to on a soul level. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Because honestly, you know, we think the closer we get to our destiny, at least I do think this. I like to delude myself sometimes about this thought. But the closer we get to true destiny, our true purpose, the better it's going to feel. It's just going to be like, ah. Oh, so amazing i'm gonna be like rainbows coming out of my ears it's gonna be so amazing and and just ah just this static feeling and that's there but on the other side pointed out right because what fear what tells us when we are when we're talking about destiny anything in that creates an emotional response whether it's positive or negative is going to allude to that being a part of our destiny. So either we're really excited and so in love with the idea and, we, and we're happy to have it, right? We get really juiced about it. Or we get this terrified feeling that if it got taken away, I would lose, I would lose something important. Or worse, maybe I never get to do it, right? And that just the, the feelings come flooding to you of all these emotions about loss or regret or denial. Or if we um, stuff it up, that we'll, we'll never be able to do that or never be able to do it again, that it'll be our only opportunity. This is the thing that comes up with these bigger ones. It's, you know, this is my only chance and I've got to get it 100% perfect or else I fuck it up completely. So, and uh, Tim also mentioned that fear helps to stretch or expand into our new selves. It's lovely. Absolutely. It does. It is. Yeah. It expands he's, so he's energy. He's added to that. I need to, need to read the whole thing. Um, New fears to continue to stretch and extend you further helps you to continue your becoming. Oh, I like the way they worded that. Love it. Gold star. Gold star in that one, Tim. Um, Absolutely. Um, So here's the beauty. Kind of going back to that, that sphere of destiny, if you feel zero emotion around it, good or bad, it means it's not in your destiny. So you, and to help you help to prove that point to yourself, I want you to think about something right now that you feel very um, connected to. Like it's something you want in your life, right? An experience you'd like to have, something you'd like to do, some, you know, either a relationship, a child, um, a job, a career, 
um, a moment in time that you want. And I want you to think about that. You can think about it from its positive or if, it, if the negative is coming up, let that come up. But you'll notice that there is a heart vibration. There's this response, either I'm going to have it or, oh my God, I'm not going to have it. Then I want you to think about something you absolutely care nothing about. Just, you know, like it's so boring to you or it's so out of topic or out of character. Rach, what's that for you? Give me some. Well, the first thing that came to mind was like being given um, like even box seat tickets to like a, a, a football grand final, whether our football or your football. I'll be like. I was going to yeah. say your husband would be like, what? Oh, I know. That's right because it's important to him. He, he is heart connected. Me, I'm like. Man. You're like, it's fine. It's so, like for, yeah, monster truck racing. Like if I never see that in my life, I'm like, meh. Meh. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out on nope. anything. Nope. Nope. You know, if I never go to, you know, a, a conference on, I don't know, like waste management collection. Oh, darn. You know what I mean? But so there are people out there. The beauty is that, that somewhere someone is connected to that right? It, it means something to them. It has a deeper, like they've connected it in a way in their destiny where that is actually quite important. So it's not to say I'm not, we're definitely not poo-pooing these ideas as no, if they're not good. It's just showing um, that there is stuff that's outside of your destiny and you can find it by simply like looking at what you could, you know, if someone said you're never going to go, you know, downhill skiing on a black diamond, Therese, I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> and that's you know, like great I won't break my neck that sounds awesome <laughs> but if someone and I've you know as you go through time you know, if someone would say to me that I would never be a mother or a grandmother I'm like oh, right that already like I would have been very 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 unhappy about that um or if I could never be an entrepreneur and be in my own business that that would be almost I just don't ever say that to me that's right. That's right. I mean, it, and it informs the, the choices that you're going to make. So going back to your, you definitely want it. It's definitely happening. And you're, you're probably, um, because of this current planetary flux that we're in, it's temporary, by the way, it changes tomorrow. That's how fast you know, life moves. It's, it, this is a moment that we're working through here. But when we get to these moments of, I don't know if I can, what if it doesn't work? What if I'm not the one? What if I'm not the person I, I think I am? You know, these are, these are real key um, opportunities. These are some opportunities that we tend to avoid, but they actually are rich. They are like vitamin rich in, in soul nourishment for us to, um, you know, face aspects of ourselves we might be denying. We might feel like we're not as powerful as we can be because there have been times where we've actually denied our power, right? And these might be aspects coming up saying you don't have power, um, where you need to actually address it and look at that area and say, okay, at that time, I didn't think I did, but I'm different. I've, I've learned, tried, I failed. I failed forward. Like we always talk about that, you know, you fail upwards every time you try. Um, and by working through that energy, you know, it allows you to sort of find that peace of mind in a moment that still feels shaky, right? When you're on the roller coaster and you're sitting in that little cart at the top of a very tall hill, wondering about your sanity. 
gotta be nice. It helps to rem- <laughs> it it helps to remind yourself that you chose to be there. That on a bigger only because scale, Gary's on it with me. <laughs> if he wasn't on it, I probably wouldn't go on it. <laughs> oh man, not me. I'd be there. I'd I'm not a too. I'm totally the one at the, the top of that, that hill going, whose fucking idea was this? I don't know if I want to get up. <laughs> no, I'll tell you a story. There, there, it, uh, Six Flags, I think it was in New Jersey. Um, there's a roller coaster there called the Nitro, and I'm sure it's now super small compared to whatever. But it was a really steep drop at the time that we went there. Um, and I remember that I'd see the roller coaster. And I'm like, oh, I want to go on that. We get in there get up to the top and every time I was like this is stupid this this harness is going to just unbuckle and I'm going to go flying out this is the last moment of my life and I'd be sitting there freaking out and then I'd have just this small moment of like you know I ch- chose to be here and I'm going to relax and that was the thing that was the trick to making roller coasters fun is that I used to clench and hold really tight and that's when you get that sort of seasick nauseous feeling feeling that stomach in your mouth, horrible feeling. When you learn to actually relax the body physically, when you drop, you start to feel like you're flying, like you're levitating. And it's an amazing kind of magical feeling that you can't really experience in the waking world. If I ever get on another roller coaster. (laughs) You should. But the metaphor works for dealing with fear. It really does. The more we resist and clench, the scarier our fear feels, right? But as soon as we, <laughs> what? <laughs> nope. Our team's like, nope, nope, uh-uh. No. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. You're already, I got to <laughs> tell you some. Just side story. Every time yeah. Terry and I go on a roller coaster, you know, they always take a photo of you at a certain point. <laughs> pit, right? Well, we're on the, the Aerosmith one, right? And you don't know where that one goes and it does loop-de-loops and whatever. You don't see any of it. You have no idea what's coming up next or even what it's going to be like when you get on it. Anyway, they took a photo at one point and Kerry's like, yeah. And I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) and then he says to me at the end of that, that was so cool. Aerosmith music was playing the whole way along. I'm like, really? (laughs) I didn't hear it. (laughs) Not once. So clenching, (laughs) clenching causes you to miss a lot of details. There you go. That's a great metaphor. There you go. Clenching, screaming, fighting, resisting. That yeah, don't clench is a great piece of advice for many things. <laughs> don't clench. <laughs> but it, it's true because think about it. All your energy is concentrated really tight. You go into fight or flight. You don't have extrasensory perception when you're in fight or flight. When you're dealing with fear and avoiding fear, trust me, you're in fight or flight. You're in it. So the best way through it is to relax. It's just like when I'm, you know, we're going to be talking about this in, in the dream work class tomorrow, but when you're facing a frightening figure in a dream, most people try to run, hide, avoid, wake themselves up, right? It feels intimidating and scary. And of course, unless you've got a shotgun, I would, <laughs> well, you could manifest a shotgun and that's in the dream world, but fighting it, what if you shoot it and then it comes back twice as big it or if you shoot it and it like multiplies? It yeah, it does. dies. <laughs> They don't die. They won't die. So, so frightening dream figures only get stronger with resistance. And it's because you're giving energy. You're like, anyway, the, the remedy to dealing with a dream figure, <laughs> that's a menacing one, 
is to give it love, is to send it positive energy, to actually embracing it. And hugging in a dream can actually dissolve it and or morph it into something else. I'm trying else. to think of some of the, the, the monstrous looking things that have chased me in my dreams that I'm like, hug it? <laughs> Let me ask. So I'll give, you, I'll give everyone a little sneak peek of class tomorrow. So it chased you. Was it behind you? Yes. And most of the time are these dream figures behind you. Yeah, I'm running from them. Often the running. The scary ones. So yep. you're often, they're often behind you. This is a hint that's actually part of yourself. It's your shadow self. Okay. Anything that appears in a dream um, figure-wise behind you. Um, Carl Jung once wrote that this represented denied aspects of our psyche, denied aspects of, denied, repressed, rejected aspects of self. Well, they it looks like Frankenstein then because it's part cyborg, part, I don't know <laughs> what can, else. It can. So these, these fragments, um, they end what's shadow position. Now think of your, yourself and the shadow you cast. You, it's generally behind you. So Anything that's in a, a, any figure that shows up in a position behind you is shadow aspect, which is yourself, which usually is dealing with fear. So now think about it. You were to fight yourself in a mirror, right? You, and here's a mirror and you're like, Rah! what does the mirror do back? It doesn't go, oh, it goes back. If you were to embrace and hug it, it would embrace and hug you back. So these aspects of yourself, when you try to fight them, they just get stronger or they just come back at you because you actually are, it's just mirroring you back to you in the energy, which is why embracing them is such a powerful um, and healing. It actually can heal uh, on some level. Some of these traumas can be healed by doing this, um, but by turning and embracing it, you dissolve or transform um, or eliminate even that energy altogether. It can't, it, it gets, and, and the funny thing is, and I've had this experience in my own, they, they're like kind of blown away that you would react that way. They're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like suddenly they're like, I'm going to have to teach myself in lucid dreaming how to go cattle party. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a funny one. So, I don't like Freddy Krueger. I don't like night. I don't like any horror movies, but Freddy Krueger was one from my childhood where I was exposed to it. And of course it left a little hung out in my nightmares a lot. Thanks a lot. You know, thanks a lot movies, but there was one I had of him where, you know, I had so many with him that I actually forced myself as a younger kid to become lucid. Cause I had to figure out how to deal with it. He wasn't going anywhere. Um, and so there were times when I tell him to leave and he'd go, there were times where we'd have conversations where, uh, I would try to do the whole, you have no power over me moment, which that does kind of work. But he came back in a few of my adult dreams. And I remember I, I became aware in the dream that he was there and he was doing his menacing, menacing thing. And I, I just said to him, can we not, can we just not now? <laughs> like I said that. So he, kind of, he sort of like, and disappeared or at least I thought he did and in the next moment my husband and I are sitting on the couch watching a movie together popcorn out of this big bowl that I'm holding and I'm going to reach for popcorn and this like claw comes over and like grabs a scoop of popcorn and he's sitting next to me on the couch just watching the movie like not 
it wasn't menacing. It was just like, hey, I'm still here. We're, we have to deal with this, but I'm, you know, we're off duty or something. It was very weird. <laughs> it's in between takes. I was just like, seriously, you're going to eat my popcorn. <laughs> like, so it's really interesting um, working with those, working with fear. Like, let's just put it that way. Fear in general, whether it's your waking life or your dream life. They're really cool, amazing uh, energy that can come out of that. But what does it require from it, from us, Rach, to do that? Relaxing. What do we need to do? <laughs> love. We've got to be willing to face it and love. Love ourselves be, through it and love the, the fear that shows up. Um, that, uh, and, oh God, my, my, I just was reading comments because Sylvia was like, I don't like him either. And she's like, I'm not available for that right now. I think she means that she's not going to have popcorn with Freddy Krueger. I understand oh, it. It's not super comfortable, but <laughs> apparently he likes it. No, um, no, going back to what I'm saying and how we deal with it, we have to be brave. That's mm -hmm. ultimately what it takes is the, you know, being brave and the, what you win from being brave in this situation is more awareness of your personal power how just how powerful you are so that phrase you have no power over me is also a really good one to use when you have menacing dream figures if you can't hug them yet turn to them and say that turn around and say you have no power over me instantly uh they're going to be like <laughs> you know? it's gonna stop them in their tracks they're definitely not gonna keep pursuing you at least you'll confuse your fear <laughs> <laughs> enough to fly away <laughs> but yes so relaxing um facing it and loving. ultimately loving yourself being brave it's all a part of us and i think that's what when we develop that wisdom right that the masters develop is that just the ultimate awareness of there's nothing to fear but fear itself. That's what's really there. Mm. It's just you. It's just an aspect of yourself. So. Beautiful. Rage is absorbing right now. She's like, mm -hmm. I'm so tired. Horrible night with Jack. So I'm a bit out of, out of phase today. So he's feeling that's it too, clearly. That's right. Yes. Everybody's feeling this kind of heavier energy um all right so we, we have time for one or two questions because rach is feeling out of it so we're going to try and keep it on the lighter side for her but if you have any questions that you wanted answering uh wanted answering yeah psychically what she said that's what i'm saying go ahead and type it in the chat right now um while we do that rach you want to tell them you want to tell them what this is all connected to? Yeah. So we again, today we talked a lot about the different energies that are happening right this second. This is something that we talk a lot about in our spirit circles and we get the heads up through Therese uh, around what energies, the bigger energies are doing over the next you know, two weeks between the new moon and the full moon and the full moon and the new moon, which gives us a lot of information. So how we can handle things that are coming up. Um, but also she takes us on this beautiful journey to release what no longer serves us, but also to, when it's the new moon, to call in what we're trying to manifest. And because we're using the power of the group, the healing aspect and the manifesting aspect become turbo boosted. So that makes things even more juicy for us, which we love. And then 
we go on a beautiful extra journey, which the team takes us on through Therese. And we love where we go with those. Those are the, the unpredictable parts of the each session. Is that a better way to word it? That was beautiful. I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they are nice and different. So the team channels through Therese and often there's an energy transmission. There's you know, information that comes through and we, we gain so much more in, in those moments as well. And then to top it off, at the end of the session, we do live Q&A. So you get a mini psychic reading for the people who are on the call. And we do this together for 90 minutes every two weeks. And we've got a beautiful special on our spirit circles right now. So if you want to go to spirit, the number four success.com and go to spirit circles, um, you'll see there's, you know, the subscription amount. There's the, if you want to just buy the one off, but the subscription is currently uh, the cheapest way to jump on and join us for every fortnight. Absolutely. And we actually have the new moon is coming up on Sunday for the US, Monday for Australia. Ooh, I just got a toll. Psychic download come through. Woohoo! Got some good right here. Yeah, it kind of knocked me out of my equilibrium for, for a second. Anyway, going about talking about the new moon coming up. So there's an opportunity to jump on this and get into one right away because mm. we're primed to go right into new moon manifesting. So definitely go to Spirit, the number four success, um, and find Spirit Circles. Click that link, get the information there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I know that Caitlin says she has a question. I think she's in the midst of typing it. Okay. Do we have any other questions while we're waiting for that one to pop up? Not on this side. We're clear here. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give that a second. So, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Uh -oh. oh, no. Here it comes. Okay. Hold on. We got the real question. Perfect timing. So let's see. Oh, Facebook. Let me see the whole comment. You know, I'm trying to say it too. It says, uh, I'm in a mental argument with myself of rather I should go to the hospital or not. I'm not sure if show me the rest of the comment. See more mm, because the hospital also makes me depressed and trapped. Okay. So this is obviously without being able to read the entire comment. Um, that quandary point that you seem to come up against both times where it's like, do I stay where it feels better, but I have less support or do I go where I'm more supported, but it doesn't feel as good. Yep. And, you know, this is, again, that's, you're at that kind of precipice point where you have to face the fear around both. Facing the fear around both because um, that's actually what's being called for from us at this time. So to try to skirt it or try to get someone else to kind of give you the answer, first of all, I know this person very well. She's a dear friend of mine. And I also <laughs> know that she actually doesn't want things handed to her. Like you can't, you can't tell her the answer because it's got to be your choice. Ultimately, um, she she's more powerful than she gives herself credit for um but she also doesn't want the power <laughs> at the same time so so i get it um so you really do have to do a little digging here you got to look at this from both points um and decide which is more important for you right so there is a logical thought process that that the I should, right, which where we're shooting on ourselves. And then there is the internal process where we know, right, but we're not necessarily trusting what we know. 
And going back and looking at, you know, the earlier um, private Facebook live I did where you had asked for an outcome, it was all about checking in with the heart intelligence right now. That's where the answer is. In the heart, you get this, mm-hmm, this feels good, or uh-uh, it doesn't. So even though logically you might have a lot of complaints about one or the other situation, internally, you know where you're supposed to be already. The energy precedes itself. So there's a part. So if you're asking what is best for me now, the energy will proceed to kind of extend from your body and go to whatever direction is right. Now, will you trust that? Because sometimes the heart tells you information that feels counterintuitive to the mind, right? So if the heart is saying it's actually better to stay here, but the mind is like, oh, no, because everything I've been told in my life leads me here right? That's where you might be at. Or if the heart's like, actually, I really want to be there because of I want more support or I want other people around, but you don't like the environment, that's the mind talking. So you've got to listen in to where the energy is extending. When you ask the right question, where will I feel the best? Where, you know, where will I feel better quicker? I mean, however you want to phrase it, that's the question you ask. You ask it from the heart level. And you'll get an immediate response. Just notice if you're allowing your mind to overrule that energy. I think the question, one of the best questions for you to ask is, where will I heal faster? Because I know what's playing out here. The feeling better is where you're getting stuck. I feel better at home, but I'm physically declining. So I need to, maybe I need to go to the hospital where I can be taken care of physically, but it's a depressing and it's, it impacts my mental ability to feel good. So the feel good part is actually what's getting in the way. So ask the question, where will I heal the fastest should give you a clearer answer. And then you've just got to deal with the fear around whatever it is you're attaching to that particular choice. Absolutely. I mean, we, it's, it's always hard when we're dealing with, um, when we're dealing with a heavier physical issue, something that doesn't feel like a cold, right? Or like a a joint ache, when it feels more serious, it's hard to believe that our mind uh, has any power over creating our circumstances, either better or worse. I mean, sometimes we can agree that it can create a worse circumstance, but very rarely do we give ourselves credit that it can create a healing circumstance. Um, And so you know, we got to watch for that because, um, and it's interesting, we're just conditioned that way. That's not a fault in any one individual person. I think that we're conditioned to, we call it being realistic, but in truth, we've been conditioned to expect the worst possible outcome and accept that and kind of help co-create that without um, an awareness that we can also use that amazing co-creative power for healing. Perfect. Let us know how you go. She's like, all right. I know she gets it. She's she totally gets it. Sometimes you just need to hear it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Let you, let us know how you go, and we'll send you lots and lots of healing energy and love, knowing that wherever you end up, you know, it's going to be the best place for you right now to get back on your feet quicker. Um, one follow-up comment is that she said she already knows that, but she's already been feeling in a low state of mind. I might then put feeling supported as a priority, right? Because if you're not in a place where um, 
staying positive or or optimistic about your situation is easy to do it might be better to have a place where some where you feel like somebody else is supporting you or holding that energy and space for you while you're trying to get back there yourself um, and we we all need help right it's not this is not unique to this situation it's just in general there are times where we can't do we can't do that um, we can't do it alone no matter what the situation is, there are some periods where getting support and help is actually the most important um, thing we can do for ourselves, regardless of the situation. It's that human, it's that it's the human, you know, connectedness and support and the people around us, whether we know them intimately or not. Okay. One more question's come up, and again, I'm having the same problem where I can't open the full comment. Agnes is saying, I have a question mentioned earlier. I've been seeing, um, been receiving 77 number every day till today. And that's where the question cuts off. Hmm. Um, so why would you, I'm going to guess, I'm going to go ahead and like guess here why it might stop or why it might change. Um, and sometimes the, you have to look at it for for the situation, this requires hindsight, right? What was happening during that period in which this number came forward all the time? Now, 77 is a, um, a the seven is spiritual unfoldment, is like the kind of wrap up term I could put about, it. but it's about spirituality and developing on a spiritual level. It, it's also connected to understanding that your body is the vehicle with which you connect to spirituality. So, our body and spirit are connected in this way that's kind of mysterious. Seven is a number of mystery. So either you have moved through that period where you kind of reached its conclusion or the answer has been given to you um, and it's resolved itself. And that's very possible. And if you're seeing a different set of numbers, then it's, you know, then you're moving into a new issue. Um, and then sometimes like Rach and I, we get numbers that we know are kind of a signature number, right? And usually these signature numbers show up as just a confirmation. Like, I see you, I hear you. I see you, I hear you is kind of the feeling I generally get when we see like 44s. Like, I see you, I hear you. You're doing it. Keep going. <laughs> so notice that. So if it's, if it's not coming back all the time, maybe it's not the signature. You can ask it to be your signature. You can decide it's your signature, and then you'll start seeing it come up again. Hopefully that gets into the realm of the question you were asking, because I couldn't see the whole comments, but yeah. I think that covers it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you, everybody, for all of your input, for all your questions, for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate you, and we send you loads and loads of love. Anything else before we wrap up for today? No, just go to spirit4success.com, join the spirit circle, get way more information about what's going on in the cosmos and feel up to date with mm -hmm. energy. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Yay. Beautiful. Till next time, relax. We got this. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit, the number four success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. 
Until next time, relax. We got this. 